MLS canceled. That sucks. What a disappointment. I know it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Kurt and Dylan. And today we're coming at you with the Amelia Romagna. Pro- no, we're not. No. Yeah, that was. We were going to do the Amelia Romagna pod prediction pod uh, until we woke up this morning, fully ready to send it on that predictions. And then uh, the universe had other plans. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's been put out a couple hours ago that Formula One has canceled the Emilia Romagna, otherwise known as Imola, uh, race for this weekend due to all the severe weather and flooding that they're experiencing in the region, which is actually pretty wild. It reminds me, it's pretty reminiscent of, you know, the massive hurricanes here. Yeah. Um, like when everything floods, there's boats in the streets. A uh, picture came out. It from looks the, like a hurricane went through there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There was a picture I saw earlier from the F1 media uh area and all their their semi trucks are in essentially like three and a half four feet of water um the river that runs adjacent to the track has breached the bank did you see the overhead imagery of how the river usually looks yeah it's it's wild compared to what it is right now i mean it's got to have gone up 20 30 feet like it, it that's crazy how high the water's gotten there yeah, it's it's definitely nuts. I mean, honestly, it makes sense that they canceled it. The writing was on the wall with how bad it was. They, yeah, I think, in the statement, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I mean, not only is the they said that potentially the track would be dry by the weekend, but the whole area is in recovery mode. So to hamper those efforts by bringing in thousands of people and all this other crap, honestly, it makes sense. But they also Formula One did say that it's not a complete cancellation. It's a potentially a postponement, but looking at the schedule, don't really know where else it might fit in. So we'll see. That's hard. And, and Imola is such a cool track, but I don't, it's not a, it, it's kind of like Monaco, right? Where it, it's historic. It's awesome. But I don't think many of the teams are going to be too upset that it's canceled. Yeah. It's a very narrow track, but one thing that's cool yeah. about Imola is a lot of times you get kind of surprise results because of this, because of the rain, the way where it's located, it always rains there. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty crazy. And I was excited. Danny pulled his win off. That was Monza. Oh, was it Monza? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Wrong Italian one. <laughs> but, um, like Lando though, Lando's been P3 two years in a mm-hmm. row there. I didn't, I didn't really Not think he'd year. make it this year, but it would be exciting yeah. to see what he could do. But you know what it actually reminded me of was, uh, what was this, March of 2020, when you know Drive to Survive just came out, all the hype's building for the season, going to Australia, first race of the season, and I think it was, what, like Friday morning, the day of the first practice session, they actually canceled it because of COVID, and yeah. th- that's almost, you know, almost what it felt like. It's like, we're right here, excited for a race, and then nothing. Yeah, coming off of a week off. Um, everyone's promising upgrades, big upgrades, like the new quality format. I was ecstatic for that. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely, it sucks that it's getting canceled. So let's get into that. So I, I know that there was Pirelli had some interesting things going on this weekend and also yeah. the new quality format. Um, why don't you walk us through those? Yeah. So essentially same standard qualifying format, Q3, Q2, Q1. You know, bottom five eliminated each time, uh, but they were going to require all three compounds of tires be used during quality. So Q1 was going to be the hards, Q2 was going to be the mediums, Q3 was going to be the softs. 
Um, so that I was really excited to see what effects that had, how that played out. Um, at the same time, they were also planning. So this has a couple of like behind the scenes, uh, reasons for it. So part of it is they want for sustainability purposes. Um, every driver gets 13 tires, 13 dry tires allotted to them every weekend. They're trying to bump that number down to 11. So that goes into tire compounds, you know, what Pirelli is developing for the tires to be able to last longer, be more sustainable. They're also trying to get rid of the need for uh, warming blankets. Um, F1 is the only race uh, association in the world that still uses tire warming blankets. So they're trying to move past that. But so usually on a weekend, 13 sets of tires, that's eight sets of softs, three sets of mediums, two sets of hards. This weekend, they were going to get four sets of hard, softs, four sets of mediums, and three sets of hards. Um, and they're also testing a new um, soft compound that they were going to try and implement later on in the season as the full-time replacement for C5. Um, so kind of just a lot that goes into that. It would have been fun to see the format play out. Um, the new tires, they were also, which looked like it was going to get used, going to introduce the new full wet tire that does not need any kind of tire blanket. It was going to be the first one in F1 in a long time that didn't need a tire blanket. It's a brand new design, whole nine yards for the full wets, the blue walled wets, um, which based on the weather looked like it might get, <laughs> might get used. Um, so there, there's just a lot of development on the tire side that I was excited to see. That would have been cool, but I know there's also a lot of conversation. I almost want to say controversy, but about the full wets, because it's something that rarely gets used. As soon as it, mm -hmm. the conditions get to a point where you need a full wet, it seems like the race always gets red flagged or something. Um, so that would have been interesting to see if they would have busted them out or not. Um, judging by the status of the track right now, I think it would definitely be a full wet <laughs> kind of race. Yeah, you need submarine <laughs> tires. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm excited to see, um, them get rid of the tire blankets. I think that adds some fun, um, elements. For example, you know, everyone rolls out on the pit for the grid walk and they have all their tires covered. They have all the warming blankets and tire covers on. So you can't see what kind of tires everyone's running basically until the formation lap. Um, and so what are you going to do? Are they going to allow you just to disguise your tires? Or are you rolling out on what you're racing on and everyone gets to see it and can react to it while you're on the grid? Yeah. Right. You can still change tires while you're just sitting there waiting for the formation lap. So, uh, I think that'll be fun. Uh, and just kind of get rid of the whole, oh, he's got to get his tires up to temperature and, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully, I know they haven't released anything yet, but hopefully they will just move that to another week. I don't know if they'd do it in, in Monaco or just wait for Spain, an actual proper race, racing track. Monaco's so hard. It I think is. everyone just tries to survive. Right, yeah. You just got to qualify well and then just hold what you got. I hope it doesn't rain. I know. That's the only <laughs> thing that you can hope for, Monaco, is get some rain so you get a little bit of excitement. And that and then to watch Charles continue to fail to never finish a home Grand Prix <laughs> or crash it or <laughs> just. I like the memes where it's like Ferrari's the only team hoping that this race gets canceled so they have one less <laughs> chance to screw it up in front of their fans. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um so yeah, 
but it, it would have been cool to watch. I hope they move it. I kind of doubt they will, um, but we'll see. They're they're just testing out formats. So, yeah. well, cool. So also we had potentially a lot of well, we had some upgrades coming this week. I know a lot of teams were or a lot of people were excited to see Mercedes announce some major upgrades. Um, I think also Aston Martin and Ferrari were rumored to have upgrades coming as well. So we're going to have to wait another week on that. But I think the big one that I was really excited for was the Mercedes. Um, just to kind of see what they were able to do. I know Toto was uh, Toto was in an interview saying that he expected potentially three tenths per lap um, from some of their upgrades that they're bringing. So unfortunately, that's going to be put off again now too, but that would have been cool I to see. I bet it gets put off two weeks. You think so? Why bring upgrades to Monaco? You're, there's no way you're going to get to actually test the performance of those upgrades. It, it's a dangerous track that you can crash on very easily. Like it, it's, I don't know if they'll bring them to Monaco or if they'll just wait to Barcelona the following week, which is a great traditional track. Yeah. But on those upgrades, yeah, Mercedes has definitely got the biggest rumor mill of what they're bringing. Um, you know, Toto's been quoted a bunch of times saying how poisonous this car is to drive and. Um, the, the one interview I read, he called it a nasty piece of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're talking about like straight up new development. I mean, we might be getting a brand new Mercedes on the, on the track. It'll be super interesting. Do we keep the zero pods? You know, what happens? So I'm excited for that. Um, McLaren had some stuff released that was really interesting about their new, uh, setup that they brought to Baku. Um, and that performed horribly in Miami. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. They're talking about, you know, everything was basically done to the floor. Um, and it was, they were talking about how McLaren got kind of the most dinged for the change in regulations to raise the floor heights. They were running a different floor setup essentially than almost every other team. And they had a different, I didn't realize. They changed a specific por- a, a specific portion of the floor that was closest to the rear tires. That had to have a different setup as well, and that kind of blew all of McLaren's floor work. They had been through the vortices and all the outlet and outgassing. That was where they had a lot of work happening, and they had to change that, and they basically swung and missed. That's why there was such a almost step backwards from 2021 to 2020 or 22 to 23 because the, the regulation change kind of hamstrung them specifically. So this new floor that they brought to Baku was supposed to be affixed to that. They also sucked in right underneath the side pods and above the floor. They sucked that area in more to the point where you can actually see the crash structure underneath. That's how tight underneath they got it, that they had to mold around the, the side impact structure. Um, and so they said it worked fairly well at Baku. They were really happy with it. What they didn't realize is on a track like Miami that had really low grip, it was not designed for that. So that was like a you know, happy little accident from Bob Ross that, <laughs> oh, it turns out this floor does not work in low grip, <laughs> you know, uh, low speed corners like that. And so they're excited for Imola because of the nature of the track is supposed to favor their new floor design. So that was a big one with McLaren. So I think they're going to get hamstrung again in Monaco because it's similar to the style of the Miami track. Um, right. So we'll see what happens with McLaren. And then Ferrari's constantly talking about bringing out updates. They, who knows? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be anything massive. 
Um, they just got to work on their reliability. Yeah, I know that there was uh, one report I was reading talking about how they were expecting Ferrari to, um, they brought a new floor for Miami. And the other uh, upgrade that they were expecting was potential change to the side pods. Um, that undercut, like you're talking at the on the mm-hmm. McLaren at the very bottom, they're expecting a little bit more of an undercut there. But other than that, it's all speculation at this point. Yeah, because, I mean, Ferrari really suffers from bad tire deg. And, and we've done a tech talk on this before, but tire deg is not tire wear. Tire deg is from tire spinning and heating up too much. It forms a coat over the top of the tire, essentially. That's kind of a general way of thinking about it. So if you have a car that can manage its tires, it helps them to not overheat. Um, you have good traction, so you're not constantly spinning the tires and forming that you know, layer over the top. Um, like the Red Bulls and the Aston Martins do, they they handle their tires very well. Ferraris does not. They tend to spin the tires. They tend to overheat the tires. And a lot of that's just due to airflow to the tires. Um, and so that's a big thing that they're having to work on is, is keeping the tires cooled down a little bit more. Yeah. And I think it's what you're talking about is when it spins, it melts, and then it mm-hmm. rehardens, and then melts and rehardens again. And it's changing the, the compound and the elements in the tire. Yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do with the wear. It has to do with the the temperatures cooling and heating so much. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but I think I, I always for a long time thought it was just the wear of the tire, um, but it, it actually isn't. What? Okay, actually, let's do this. What were your predictions? All right, so yeah, this is something because this is probably one thing I was upset about because I, I was going and I, I swear, I know I say it every time, but I was going to be dead on <laughs> with my predictions on this. One. <laughs> so we'll go over my predictions here. So my prediction for pole in quali was going to be max, which yeah. I'm, I'm, I normally go kind of outlandish. This time I was going to rein my predictions in and have a realistic prediction. Cause I need some points on the board, to be honest. I think you're, you're beating me right now. So yep. then for the race, I was going to do uh, P3 was going to be Leclerc. P2 was going to be, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Leclerc, um, P2 was Perez, and P1 was Max. I think I had that this weekend, the, uh, the Aston was going to drop down a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I was trying really hard not to go Max Checo Alonso. Um, largely for Ferrari tire dig. And we saw at Miami, uh, you know, they couldn't even pass the Haas. Um, and with all the straightaways, Mercedes was going to be draggy. I, I just, the Aston Martin performs better. Um, and so I, I was, I was trying to find a reason not to do Max Checo Alonso, but, uh, I, I was pretty set on that. I think that was what it was going to be. Yeah, actually, sorry. I was looking at the wrong one. I had, Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton. So one, two, three, because of the Mercedes upgrades. So that's that was my third. That would have been good. That would have been interesting to see that play out. Um, because even with their poisonous, what it, what was, what did he say? Shit box of a car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they are they are beating the Ferraris. So yeah. I don't know. It would have been and my fun other, to watch if. My- my other train of thought on that is you got Max, who's really good in the rain. Lewis yeah. is really good in the rain. Um, Checo's Alonso's just, really good. good in the rain. Alonso is really good in the rain. 
That's what's so crazy because a race like this, this is the best chance to have like some sort of mixed up grid. Like, yes. potentially Alonso could have got his first win this weekend. Yeah. You know, that was, I think that's what it's going to take. Breed of driver, like and driving in that rain, he's great at it. Yeah. Um, so that well, the world fun. will never know. What was your wild card? Oh, uh, my wild card was. Um, Oh, you just put me on the spot. I completely forgot. I had a good wild card. Come back to me. Mine was Yuki Sonoda P8. Oh, P8. You're going to call it like that, huh? Yep. I think Yuki can do it if he can keep the car on the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. I almost I went for like an Alpha Tauri. I was going to go for an Alpha Tauri double points, but uh, yeah, after, you know, we, we kind of talked about DeVries. So. Yuki was going to do better. He's been P10 or P11 every single race. He was going to, he was going to beat it this time. Um, but that was my, that was my wild card. Yeah. I, I probably would have picked something like Logan Sargent in the, in the points. <laughs> he's, he's used to it. We're used to the floods living in Florida. He would have yeah. been able to drive through the rain. Like he's on I-95 and just, he's like, man, this is easy. We don't have to points. dodge alligators. I don't know. What are you guys complaining about? <laughs> well, hey guys, if you like the podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review. If you got time, make sure you share it with a friend. And I think that's going to be it for this one, unless you got anything else, Dylan. I did. All right, cool. Well, on that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time.